All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to this Friday edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. You got the usual crew back again with you today, uh, Sarji and Caleb. Good morning, Sarji. How are you doing this morning? Good, bro. I'm just uh, dealing with everyone just trying to send me uh, my fantasy football team is one in six. So everyone's trying to send me keepers for next year and they're trying to give me, you know, Kadarius Tony for DeAndre Hopkins. It's yeah, just... it's that time of year. I'm scared, honestly, because I, I know there's going to be a trade eventually where it's just like, like, I get it. You're looking for keeper value, but that's just unfair. But I'm one in six. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. If you win out, you can make the playoffs. Yeah, we're, thing, we're going for, we're going for six straight wins here. <laughs> and and the thing is, like, your team's not even bad. Your team's good. It's just like that's fantasy football, you know. Fantasy that's basketball what, can control a lot more. Yeah, that's why we well, fantasy basketball is just so much more projectable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's not going to be a guy. There's injuries are so much less relevant. Like, you're not going to have a guy hurt his hamstring like D Hop. <laughs> He's just out half of the game, but then yeah, he comes and, back and it's one, and and it's once a week too. So it's like or a guy like Henry Ruggs who can catch one pass for 90 yards yeah. and a touchdown and have 17 points when the rest of the games he has one. It's just exactly. it's so it's much tough. more of a predictable sport. It's tough. Um, let's uh, let's do some recapping. So I know we weren't here yesterday. Um, and again, I apologize for that. Guys had had some meetings in the morning and didn't want to just BS a pod that. But by the time I could have gotten it out, it would have been too late. If I did it too early, it wouldn't have really done anything. So. Um, I was on Spurs plus seven that cashed, uh, kind of not sweat free. They were not dominating. They were in control for most of the game. It happens. I was like, God damn it. Here we go again. Mav's going to run. It was up to like 11, I think with four or five left Spurs come back and cover. Um, I know you like the Pistons. I love that call. I was looking at it, especially because I think it did get up to 11 and I really did consider it. Um, and it actually, it wasn't looking good for a little bit, but Sadiq Bay gets hot at the end. Um, uh, and that ultimately ended up being a pretty decently easy cover from the last, from the fourth quarter on, um, one of those things again, where it's just basketball rhythm. You could tell Pistons were hooping and they just caught fire at the perfect time. Sixers still get out of there with a win, but cover was pretty easy. Um, and then I believe you also liked, uh, the, the, the Rockets, Rockets minus nine, nine and a half was a really good, or sorry, Jazz. Yes. Yeah. Minus nine, minus nine and a half was a really good call. Um, I was watching that back last night before bed, and I, I didn't realize uh, just how dead it is in Houston right now. Like, Yeah, there's you know, no one in the – I try to tell you this. Like, there's no one at these yeah. games, bro. It's insane. I, I don't think you can give them three at home anymore. And so that was a really good call knowing that it was you, – you were getting a little bit of a reduced line because of home court, but – over the course of that game, you just saw the Jazz were just miles, miles better. And it was going to take a lot, especially after KPJ went down. But even if in there, uh, for them to cover that nine. So that, that was a great call. So we are seemingly locked in. Um, you know, part of this is just being able to tread water and not not try and get it all back in a day. You know, like we're 12 and 10 it's, or 10 and 8. We're, we're treading water and that's okay. You know, there's going to be days when we go on big runs and, and that'll get us to the top. So uh, with that being said, I've locked one play today. I'm looking at a couple others um, and just heads up to, I'm also going to be at a music festival called outside lands this weekend. So I'm not going to be able to watch when I get back at night, I'll go through all the games, but obviously it's not the same. So I'll probably just a heads up, be playing things a little lighter. Um, 
I'm going to try and get back on here tomorrow morning with Sarge. Are you able to run? Yeah. Um, okay. So depending on how I feel, I'm, I'm not planning on going too crazy. Um, we should be able to get a pod in tomorrow, but, um, regardless, let's jump into the, into the slate today. Um, I'll also say today, bro, DFS going to be really short because I got to move my car and then get going, but you can give your plays and then we'll, we'll get out. Um, all right. First game of the day, Orlando magic heading to the Toronto Raptors, eight point underdogs, uh, two Oh six total right now as the time of recording, um, it looks like the bets are pretty split on this one. Uh, Magic coming off of a game where they were at home hosting a pretty damn good Hornets team. Were competitive, like we talked about for the most part. Um, Hornets went and got a late cover. Toronto uh, hosted the Pacers at home in their last game and beat them pretty handedly. Um, for me, though, I think five is just about where I'd make this, maybe even five and a half. Um, I do think that uh, the Raptors are a little underrated based off of some of their losses. I still think they're a team that fights really, really hard. They almost knocked the Bulls off at home. Uh, honestly, we're competing with the Mavs for a lot of that game. Um, and so, I, and now that we're, you know, gathering more data, that first home loss looks less and less bad um, with the way the Wizards are playing. So still a solid team. Magic, like we've talked about, are potentially either the worst or second worst team, maybe third worst. I'd still probably take the Rockets over. Uh, but regardless, not a great team on the road. Uh, but with all that being said, uh, do you see any value here? I'm personally, I'm staying away. From this. Nah, I don't want to play. You, you got a situation too where Fred Van Fleet just wasn't shooting the ball well too. Once he starts going, OG and Anobi has been playing out of his mind. Like o, yep. OG's playing really, really well this year um and, and looks like a borderline all-star scotty barnes too like honestly the the, the raptors have Precious. the three best players on the three best players on the court at all times so or i guess maybe when the best bench unit comes in maybe not but yeah I, i'm in the same boat man i, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't touch this game there's a lot of pretty ugly games on this play i don't i don't really have a, a lot of lines i love um yeah. and this is definitely not one of them yep okay i'm with you um next game we're going to miami Miami is facing the Charlotte Hornets, coming off a big win on the road against Brooklyn, where we cash. Hornets coming off a uh, win in Orlando. This is a good one, bro. I had this line uh, six uh, before the BAM news. Um, I think the Heat I, – I, I think both these teams are pretty good. You know, I, I really like this Hornets team. I love what they've seen. I've seen from them. Um, at the same time, I've loved, loved, loved what I've seen from the Heat team. I know you you were really high on them coming into the year. Um, so with Bam healthy, I made the I made the Heat about three points better, give them three for home. Um, now that Bam's out, I'd make them a maybe, uh, you know, if Bam's ruled out, I'd make them about one, one and a half points better. Uh, so mm -hmm. get it down to four. Um, so obviously what what happens with, with these questionable news, you saw it with Braun the other day, right? They, started, they opened up at four-and-a-half-point favorites. Braun is questionable. It moved to two. So that, And then when Braun was ruled out, it moved to essentially a pickup. So what you're seeing is when this happens is a halfway line. So if if uh, Bam is out, it'll move back to six. Or if Bam's in, it'll move back to six, six-and-a-half. If Bam's out, it'll still move from, uh, what's it at, five now to probably four, maybe even three-and-a-half. So we're going to have to basically – you just play this based off of the news. If – Bam gets ruled in, I will consider the Heat at minus five. If Bam is ruled out, um, I'd consider the Hornets at plus five, right? Um, so it, it just depends on how that shakes out. And I'll also say the Hornets have been 
uh, I just can, I feel like a lot of games come to mind when I think of Hornets heat where they just go down to the wire. It seems like the Hornets always play the heat tough, especially in Miami. So I'd keep that in mind. It seems like for whatever reason, they like to handcuff divisional game. Um, I actually don't even know if it's a divisional game. I don't, I don't think it's a divisional game, but regardless, um, that's, that's the way I'm seeing things. And really you're going to have to wait on that band news. Um, what about you though? Yeah, same thing. I mean, there's so many moving parts here. You got Terry Rozier questionable. You got Bam Adebayo questionable. Kyle Lowry probable. Just, yeah, th- these are two – I mean, if Bam's out, it's pretty even. Like, these are two very even teams if, if Bam is out because Hornets go, you know, 8, 9, 10 deep, whereas the Heater, it's, it, it, it's just going to be Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry um, versus the world with some Tyler Hero. But, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I just – there's too many moving pieces here for me to actually – Bet on it. If Bam out of bios ruled out and you can get that line at five, I would take <clears throat> the Hornets. But other than that, I, I, yeah. Another now, my, my question then is the other way. Uh, let's say Bam's ruled in. Are you taking the Heat minus five? See, I honestly wouldn't. As okay. weird as that sounds. Because I, I – I mean, Bam is obviously a line mover, like point and a half. Clearly. Right yeah, on yeah, a point yeah. and a half, clearly. But um the hornets are just good man like i i really like this hornets team and i love this heat team too but if bam's rolled out it just becomes like such an easy play for me whereas if he's rolled in i still think the hornets can cover that's very fair um the one thing i'll say is you know i think a lot of times what i what i've seen this is just my uh, observation is um a lot of times when a young team like the hornets you know does start out hot everyone wants to jump on them um, and a lot, a lot of times you'll see, especially with young teams, like they're, they'll have their games, especially on the road where they just don't look anything like they have, especially early on the season when really, I don't think you've gotten a bad, like a bad Hornets game yet. Even in their loss to the Celtics, they could have easily won that. So uh, just be wary. It, it could be coming today. Um, but and like you said, too many moving I, I know the Hornets are young too, but they have a lot of vets on that team. Like you got Gordon Hayward, Plumley, Ish Smith's been playing really well off the bench. Kelly Oubre is like legitimately a vet at this point. I think like he's been in the league for a while. Doesn't really matter. He's not great, but they are really young. But they actually surrounded their team really well with like good leader and vet vet pieces. But yeah, like Lamelo Ball, Miles Bridges, those guys. Those guys are still really young. And on the yeah. other side, the Heat outside of Tyler Hero are just yeah, blood well. Yep. All right, next game, uh, a game I have locked. Very curious to hear your thoughts, but I have locked the Nets minus eight and a half. Faded uh, them the other day. Um, so, you know, like I have no problem betting against this Nets team. I think this is just a good buy low spot, and I'll tell you why. Um, this line here, again, implies about five, five and a half. A um, couple of reasons I like it. One, Nets coming off a loss, right? You're rebounding at the crib, um, and I'm not going to bet it solely for that, but – uh, this Pacers team has a lot of issues. I've watched basically every single one of their games because I own Miles Turner in our fantasy league. So, you know, very curious always in, to, to see how he does. Um, and they've just really, really struggled to defend. Um, they haven't defended well, and, and you need to be able to defend well against uh, the Brooklyn Nets. And, and on top of that now, their best, I, I at this point, I'd say best offensive player to the point, this point this year and best on-ball defender in Malcolm Brogdon is going to be out. And I think this line is hanging in there on the hopes that Karis LeVert returns today. Um, and for me, I mean, he has a stress, had a stress fracture in his back, hasn't played a game yet. I think he played maybe like one preseason game. So let's say even if he does play, 
I don't know how much I'm really moving the line here. I don't think Karis LeVert at this point in his career is a line mover. It helps, sure, that you'd rather have him. Um, but I just love this spot for the Nets where, you you know, the public sees him off a loss, public sees him not playing super well. But you have him at home against a team that can't defend at all without, to this point, I know a lot of people will point to Sabonis, but I still think their best player, Malcolm Brogdon, um, I think it's a good bounce back spot. I think, uh, and on top of that, the, the Nets defense has been good. It, you know, it's been their offense that has struggled to this point. So uh, against a team that doesn't defend well, I have no worries about the offense. I think the defense should be able to stop this Pacers team without Ma- Malcolm Brogdon for the most part. Um, and so I, I'll, I'll take minus eight and a half at, at home. I think there'll be some big runs and it's just about, you know, holding on to that lead when, when it, what do you, where do you think the line would be if, if Malcolm Brogdon was in? Well, are you saying where I think it would be or where? Yeah, where do you think it would be? Um, I would guess seven and a half, but I don't know, you know? And, and I, I really do think if, if Karras is ruled out, this probably gets to nine, nine and a half. I think the books are going to give him at least a half point or a point uh, based on him being in or out. So I, I think this could easily close at nine, nine and a half. Um, and I think that's where I'd have I like that's where I'd have it. You know, if Brockton was in, if Brockton was in, I think you could make the argument that I'd have it eight, seven and a half. Um, but with him out, it's a, I, I truly think it's a completely different game. And I'll, I'll bank on a Nets team that should be really, really hungry to get back uh, in the win yeah. column today. But so you're just, curious, assen- you're just essentially you're, you're banking on the Nets playing like the Nets because they just haven't been playing like that like other than the one like against the, the one game that we were both on was the Wizards line right and I think we undervalued the Wizards at the time like slightly what because that line was what five and a half yeah which was I guess it still gives the Wizards some credit there but so it gives them two and a half which I think yeah. is too low I, I think even with the way the Wizards are playing like I'm not gonna in a five game sample size now say that the Wizards deserve two, only two and a half. Yeah. Like, it's still the Nets. I know they're struggling. It's still the Nets. Um, and and that's end of the day why I'm betting them here today. It's still the Nets. I know they've struggled. But against the Pacers, I, I'm a lot less worried about some of their issues without Malcolm Brockett, you know? Like this Pacers yeah. one and four has not looked good. I mean, they just got blown out at uh, in Toronto. And I know, again, teams coming off a blowout, you know, be, be wary, but – Without Malcolm Brogdon. And and Rick Carla, it just doesn't seem like he has a great grasp on what the best way to optimize this group is. So Yeah, that's the weirdest part too, is you got like Brogdon's playing really, really well. Duarte's playing really well. Zabonis is playing fine. Miles Turner is getting in foul trouble. Other than that, he's playing well. Like, why is this team losing so many games? They're just they can't defend. They yeah. can't they really can't defend right now. And if you can't defend against the Nets, you're going to run into a, a multitude of issues. Exactly. So that's what I'm. That's the only thing I've locked right now. I know it's a high total. I really do. Um, and at the time of this tweet, actually, the Pacers are getting 61% of the bets. Um, so I, I get it. It's it's a high total here. But um, when the Nets are clicking, there's no. And again, who knows if they click tonight? But I. That's the thing. I don't even think they need to fully, fully click to cover this number with the way the Pacers have been playing. Um, All right, let's get to the next game. Our young, hungry Kings are heading into New Orleans. Um, Fresh off the backs of a huge win at Phoenix. 
Uh, New Orleans hung in there against Atlanta and actually has played a lot better these last two games, uh, beating the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota. And then almost, really, Brandon Ingram hits a, a shot at the end. They, they beat the Hawks. Um, I had this spot on. Uh, I literally had this at one and a half. I think the Kings are about four, if on, on a neutral court, four and a half. You can make the case it's even a little less, but I, I really do like this Kings team. So um, I was hoping maybe we could get Pelicans plus three, plus three and a half, and I definitely consider it. But at this point, it doesn't look like we're getting it. Um, it's a complete stay away for me. I think the Kings probably the most likely scenario is the Kings winning a really, really close one that goes down to the wire. Uh, but I could see it going – I could absolutely see it going both ways. Um, how you feel about this one, bro? I, I, yeah, I was going to set the line at one. I was about to say I would set this line like literally right at one. So it's yeah. it's basically spawn, maybe a half a point. But th- this is a game I just want to watch. I don't want to have any part of just because the, the Pelicans are a team – like Sacramento we've seen. Like I, I know what I'm getting from Sacramento. They're just – like they're not a team where I'm, I'm kind of confused at the start of the year. I don't really have a good read. That's like the Pelicans for me. Like they've looked really good at times and they've looked very average at times. So yeah. you got Josh Hart going into this one questionable again. Herb Jones has been fine. Trey Murphy off the bench has been fine. But yeah, I, I would put this right at one and not really with, with the Pelicans at home and, and Sacramento. Tra- that's a long way to travel. That's just don't want to play this game for now. Yep. All right, I'm with you. I think these last three games are very, very interesting. First one is going to be the Clippers against the Trailblazers. There's a lot of different factors to take into account. Um, Clippers coming off a home loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, just a day or two ago. Blazers on that same day blew out a very, very good Grizzlies team. But again, they were coming off their worst game, I know, early in the season. But terrible, terrible game. Um, That being said, based off of every – it's just tough because the Blazers have played – really well in two wins at home right and then the other games did not look good at all i do think the clippers this clippers team is one point better than the blazers they're on a neutral court i'd give them a point just slightly um so i'd honestly make this line clippers plus two um we're getting three right now the majority of the money's on the blazers so i honestly think the best way for me for us to play this right now is just to wait and hope it gets to three and a half who knows, maybe even gets to four. Um, the only thing that concerns me a little bit is the, the Blazers just got blown out by the Clippers. Chauncey Billups was on the Clippers staff. You know they're going to want to make a statement. Um, and again, we're you know, my main thing is, is betting what's happening on the basketball court. So again, I do lean the Clippers, but it does scare me um, with Chauncey Billups in this group just getting blown out by them in L.A., uh, less than a week ago you know they're going to want revenge at the crib um but i do think i think this clippers team is really underrated i think people will jump to seeing Kawhi out and just assume they're a whatever team but it's a team that beat the jazz last year in the playoffs without Kawhi leonard it's a really well coached group paul george is that dude um so i i don't know about you i make this plus two getting some value on the clippers here but there's a lot of external factors that make me a little hesitant to bet this yeah, Clippers are one and three too. Like it just looks ugly when you're looking at it. The right. Clippers aren't a, aren't a team that should be one and three, right? It's like when you when you look at the way that the Pacers have played and they're one and four. It's like all right, they kind of should be one and four. When I look at the Clippers, one and three. They, I mean, one and three is harsh, you know. And you see the who they lost to too. Good teams where they were. Yeah, they had chances to win in in both the Grizzlies game and the Warriors game. 
Yeah, and I agree. I'm I'm definitely in the same boat. I think the Clippers are 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 the better team, not by much, like half point a point better. I think the majority of the money is going to go on Portland because of the way they played last game, and the Clippers scored like 80 points against the Cavs and lost in a pretty rough looking game. So I think the majority of the money, like you said, will go to Portland here, and maybe we can get a better line. Uh, but for right now, like I just. This is just the definition of a game I don't want to play. Like the the line is pretty much spot on. Portland's at home. The Clippers are a bit undervalued, but like, yeah, you know, there. That's the thing, bro. I love that you talk about. It. It's like that's another thing. Is like, all right, maybe you find a point of value, but you still want to step. You don't just auto play that. And you know, it's it's a sketchy bet. It's a sketchy bet where this game could go down the wire. Blazers make a free throw at the end, you know, in the foul game. So it's like, I, I'm not sure. I do want to get your take on this because it is uh, a way I've considered playing this game. I don't know about you, bro. Still not sold on, on this Blazers defense. You know, I think the offense eventually will get there, but the defense is is something I don't think is great. Opening night, give up 124 points to the Kings. Then obviously they have that huge win against the Suns. Um, they look, they did everything well. Um, and then next game, they give up 116 points to the Clippers. And again, it was blown out. So the pace slowed down. The subs came in in the fourth. Um, and then the, the Grizzlies, they were on pace. They had 57 at half. And then obviously the Blazers shut the faucet off it's, in the second half. Um, it's, it's not that they're not great. It's they're awful on defense still. Exactly. So I, I, I like, I guess I wasn't explaining that, but I, I like the Clippers team total over 109 and a half today. I think that's really, really low. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd rather play that than the Clippers right now. And it's something I'm, I'm taking a good hard look at. Um, but you see, you know, the Clippers and, and I'll go through their games um, opening night. They uh, they lose to the Warriors, but they still put up 113 uh, Memphis. They put up 114 in an L put up 116 against Portland. And again, pace slowed down. And then obviously you have the outlier really bad game against the Cavs team who has a good defense, you know? So I just think it's a good bounce back spot at one Oh nine and a half. Um, I think they could lose this game and still very, very easily get there. So I like playing it in that way um, at one Oh nine and a half. You feel okay about that? Yeah. I love that. I think that's a really smart way to play this game. If you're going to play it anyway, I think that's the best way. Okay, cool. All right. Next game. Uh, I, I'm, I love these, these next two games and I know you'll definitely have a lot to talk about. So uh, first one is going to be Dallas heading into Denver. Dallas is coming off a win against San Antonio. Um, and they're sneakily sitting here. I think, at, uh, are they three and one? Bro. The Mavs? Yeah, they are. Even they're though they shouldn't be three and one. Despite, yeah. Clippers I mean, and them should switch, should switch their records. Exactly. So like we talked about, you know, the Pacers are a deserved one and four. Um, you know, there's some teams that are, you know, having good starts and it's, it's deserved. Now Dallas is three and one, uh, but they played the Atlanta Hawks. Good team got blown out. And then they played the Toronto Raptors, the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs, not exactly the strongest schedule. Um, and they haven't looked really all that great in any of those games. Now they're sitting here today as a one and a half point dog. Um, but that is again with Nikola Jokic questionable. So again, different ways to play this. Jokic gets ruled in, and I am 100, 1,000% hitting the Nuggets minus one and a half. If Jokic plays today, I make this minus five and a half. So that would be a huge, huge addition. Um, but I don't know that we can say that. I have no idea which way he's leaning. Um, it's the MVP 
game five of the season, you know if there's any risk at all, they are not going to play him. Um, they, the, just the way they've talked about handling Jamal Murray, you, you know they're not going to take risks. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with Joker. But if Joker does suit up, I definitely like this. Now, on the other hand, if Jokic doesn't suit up and this line gets to four or maybe even three and a half, four, I like I still like the Nuggets here. All right. They've had two days of rest. They're coming off of two straight losses. Um, and I really think that Jazz defense is just really good. They were playing fearless even when Jokic went out. They had a great third quarter and things just kind of fell apart in the fourth. Um, but I really do think Will Barton and MPJ will come in with a more aggressive mindset to help make up for that. And I'd like them get, even getting three, four at home if Jokic is ruled out. So for me, you just got to wait for the news, but I do think there's a decent chance that I'll play this. I just got to hopefully be by my phone when that news breaks, which might be tough today. Does the Kristaps news matter to you at all? It does. It does, but not definitely not as much as Jokic. Um, and honestly, to this point, it's it's not huge to me. It's not huge to me. The, in fact, the Mavs have played better without him to this point. Again, very small sample size. Um, you know, I'm not w- willing to say that that's how it is. They're better without Kristaps, but um, it doesn't it doesn't matter a ton to me. And Either way, if he's ruled in, we're just probably getting a better line than the Nuggets, you know? Like, there, there's really very – I maybe cons- – that's the thing. All right, I'd ask you this. So, let's say Jokic, boom, gets ruled out. Do you immediately jump on uh, Nav's minus one and a half? I do. Okay. I, I would get – and I feel very, very comfortable with it. Yeah. And it, it's, it just comes down to a team. It's Luka. It, yeah. it, I mean, it's just, it's just Luka, like – you're going to tell me without Jokic, MPJ is playing terrible. Like, the dude looks like he's on an island lost. And then you got Monte Morris, Will Barton. You're going to have Jeff Green or Jermichael Green playing. Or is it Jeff or Jermichael? I don't even know at this point. I think Jermichael would start. I think Jermichael yeah. would Jermichael. Luca is just so good. And then the, the Dorian Finney-Smith still a hell of a player. Tim Hardaway Jr., they got Bullock. They got – you know who's been playing well is Jalen Brunson off the bench. Maxi Kleber's been playing well. So, I just think overall the Mavs are just simply a better team. Like, and, and if you're going to give Denver still two, one and a half, I, I would take Dallas and be very comfortable with it. But that's not – like, if you can get that number, great. But it's going to start moving really, really fast, obviously. Yeah. So, I'm in the same boat as you, though. If this number gets to – I don't know. Uh, like, if Nikola Jokic is ruled out and the the Mavs are favored by two, two and a half, three, yeah, I'd go ahead and, and hit Denver. Okay, but you like the Mavs at one and a half. Yeah. If Jokic is out. Okay. So, again, like, like we talked about, guys, you just got to be ready to go. Fantasy Labs notifications. I don't know if I will be, but um, – Guys, as soon as Nikola Jokic is ruled in or out, you know how to play it. All right, let's get to the last game. The Cleveland Cavaliers are heading into your Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I have – it's funny because I got two books. One of my books has it at seven and a half still. One of it has it at eight. I make this at six and a half. So at eight, I, I do think uh, I probably end up playing this. Um, I'll give you the lead on this one, bro. I, I know it's your Lakers. How do you feel about I- it? I like two plays, man. I like under 221 and a half. I just, dude, the Cavs have been in the ugliest games where 
They've held have they held two teams to under 80 points? I gotta look. They I mean so they Cleveland they've they held uh not under 80, but they've held in their last three games, they didn't start off well on the defensive end, but the last three games they held the Hawks to 95. Uh, the Nuggets to 87 and the Clippers to 79. So two teams under 90, excuse me. Three teams under 90, yeah. Three teams oh, under no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Two. two teams under 100, two teams under 90. You're right. Yeah. So and Lakers team so, total is 115 today. Jesus Christ. That's huge. I think it just comes down to them blowing that game against the Thunder, and you know they're going to be just – on one, but how much are you gonna really give them for that? You know, like it's still one fifteen. And another thing too with this damn game is LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah, you know I know. mean, I just don't know. You know, like Anthony yeah. Davis is probable. There's been what's what's out LeBron questionable? Le, LeBron's just questionable. What would, would you guess, I, please, based off I, what you've seen? Yeah, I, I can't. I would guess he's out, bro. Really? I think this is another scenario where, okay, we can beat, you know, we're the Lakers. We can beat this Cavs team without LeBron again. We just have Russell Westbrook and AD go out there. We were up 26 last game. We blew it. That's not going to happen again. Let's give LeBron one more day. Like, I, I just think LeBron most likely sits. That's another reason why I love this number. Like, I, I was on Twitter last night, and – I was just looking for what people were saying about this game. I texted you. I'm like, do you have a line on this yet? Because there, was, there wasn't a line out really on any sites. And I was like, I would put this line at six, six and a half. Um, and you're like, I think it's going to open at eight. You had a really good read on it. And it opens and it's like seven and a half. Now I'm seeing it at eight. This is just a number that I absolutely love. Like, I'm a Lakers fan, but we are not that much better than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like it should be three and a half on a neutral court, as crazy as that sounds. Like, yeah, it, that's not. And that's the most, like, if you told me that it, it should be two and a half on a neutral court, I wouldn't disagree. You could make that argument easily because the Cavaliers defense, this is another thing. This is the game script part of it where the Cavaliers have slowed these games down so much and their defense is so good that just because of that, this number should be a little bit shorter for the way they play the game. And then yeah. you add in the Lakers I've been playing awful and the Cavs have been playing really, really well. I just think this number is, is just way too high. It's the same number as the, uh, did you get them at eight in the, in the uh, Clippers game as well? Was it the same yeah. line? I hit, I had them at eight. And if, if the Lakers and Clippers are playing like, what's the line at? Uh, I think they'd have the Lakers as one and a half points better. I'd guess. I don't know though. Yeah. I think it'd be a pick them, bro. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, it obviously depends on Braun. I, I think the only thing here that's keeping this total so high is the Lakers are playing at the fastest pace in the NBA right now. Because of Russell Westbrook. But it's yeah. Russell. Yeah, it's it's Russell Westbrook. And, again, they played the Warriors. They played Memphis. They played San Antonio, who are all decently fast-paced teams. Um, and so, really, you've seen their games, 114, 121, 105, 115, 121, 118, 125, 121, 115, 123. That's the thing that sketches me out on this under. But you yeah. go to the Cavs game, it's the same thing, just really, really, you know, low score. So, it's like which one is going to impose their will on which more. I think for me, I lean Cavs plus eight, the, the strongest. It's just 
you see it when, when a team comes off a really, really tough loss, they generally look pretty good the next game. But we, I mean, we saw that with the Suns. They had two days to recover off a blow off loss against the Blazers, still lost to the Kings, right? So if we're going just purely from the court of basketball, I like the Cavs here today for sure. Yep. I'm in the same boat. I, I love, I mean, I, st- I love Cavs plus eight and I love the, I love the under. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. So let's recap this thing. I've got uh, Nets minus eight and a half. I know that's going to be scary to a lot of people, um, but I really do like that and bounce back spot today. Um, and then obviously uh, like the Nuggets, if Jokic shoots up at minus one and a half, I like the Blazers team or I like the Clippers team total over 109 and a half. Um, I like the Hornets if Bam is ruled out at plus five. I like the Heat, honestly, if Bam is ruled in at minus five. Um, and then I like the Cavs plus eight today. So there's a ton. I've only locked one. Got to narrow it down. Um, but what about you, bro? Yeah, I mean, I, I love everything you just said. I think the only thing I really want to add is I still really like the under for this Cavs. Like, yeah, I'm seeing it at 222 here. It's probably closer to 221 and a half on most books. That's what I saw. So if you're able to get it, I, I, it, it's really I hard for 221 and a half and 221 and a half. Okay. So 221 and a half. I still like the under, man. Like, uh, Cavs have just been slowing people down so much. And I know the Lakers are the fastest paced team in the league. But when you have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley sitting under the basket for 38 minutes a game, it's very, very hard to put the ball in the basket. Yep. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in full agreement. I'm going to just check real quick where the money is going on the over under. Uh, probably all in the under, honestly. People are probably thinking exactly like we're thinking. So we've got the overs getting 47% of the bets, 54% of the money. So nothing crazy so far. Yep. Um, all right. Shorter DFS um, today. I know you had a lineup that almost made it. You want to run us through your night last night? Yeah. So I had – I entered 10. I'll be quick with it. I entered 10 um, $1 entries into the 20 max uh, where there's like 20,000 people. And essentially what happened was I was in like 500th place going into the last game and I had John Morant and Steven Adams. They started off really hot, threw me up into like 70th place when Steven Adams checked out in the third quarter and Steven Adams never came back in. Yeah. They went Xavier Tillman. Yeah. So they went, they went Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson and they won, but it's tough. I can't, I can't blame them, but dude, Steven Adams is playing at an insane rate this year and he's just not getting the love on DraftKings that he should be like, how Steven Adams was under 10% owned when he five and a half X in 20 minutes or whatever he is. Like, it's just, if he came back in, I would have had a legit shot of finishing top 10, but you know, that's, that's the problem with DFS is that happens sometimes. That is literally DFS right there for you. Um, Yeah. I I played two single entries, um, went for insane leverage on all of them um, and finished towards the bottom of that uh, bottom every time. And in both of them had a, Mitchell Robinson in both at 2%, didn't come close. Um, had some Tobias Harris, had some, uh, let's see, had DeJounte, who, who was decently play, a good play. Um, Jaw didn't, just didn't do enough. Yeah, it just, it wasn't a good enough night for me. Yeah, but I had, I, so I had Brunson and Harrell, who were both pretty chalky at 60 and 25%, but I got very different. I went with Kleber at 15%, who had 45, who you had to yeah. have. Then I had I went very rare after that. I went Bogdanovich at one percent, huge, and then Jaw was thirteen, Stephen Adams seven, Jeremy Grant three, and Bradley Beal fifteen percent. 
Yeah. So you can eat that just shows you, bro. You can eat the chalk. Like just I just ate the chalk it. on Brunson and and uh and yeah. Harold, and then I just got very different everywhere else. It worked That's really the well. Thing. Uh, I did I chose I was like Montrez Harold might get 50% ownership, and I think he was even higher. Um he was almost 70. Yeah, and clearly the move was to eat the chalk there. I didn't, and uh, I paid for it. So with that being said, new slate today. I don't know that I'll play it, bro, but I will give a couple plays here at the end. But this this, uh, this part is all yours, bro. Go through some some of your favorite plays today. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be playing this slate today. So if you have any cues, hit me up on the Twitskis. But um, I don't. This this slate is like this is a finally the time where if LeBron James is out on this slate. I am going to fade Russell Westbrook chalk at 9,700, which sounds a bit crazy, but I think he's going to go wild in ownership again if LeBron misses. So right off the bat, with this pace of a game, I think Russ at 9,700, I'd be willing to fade. Um, I like Sabonis a lot at 9,400. I don't know where the ownership's going to be, but this matchup is absolute juice for DeMontis Sabonis. I don't know if Kevin Durant's going to be guarding him or who's going to be guarding him, but I, I love the matchup for Sabonis. I'm going back to Dame. Those are just really, really solid plays. Yep. Um, and then, I honestly, I love Jimmy Butler again. His role, especially if, if Bam is out, dude, J- Jimmy Butler at 8,700 is – I was should be priced closer to 10K. People didn't realize how good he was last year. Like, I was trying to tell everyone because I had him in our league and I was playing him in DFS all the time, and he just – they wouldn't put him up over nine. And – you know, Lowry's still added there, so I get it. Hero has more uses, but the dude is so reliable every single night and just fills it up in every category. Yeah, and one more thing, like, this is another, like, we talk about, oh, if Jokic is out, go that's, to. That's like, yeah, go ahead. If, if Jokic is out, go to, you know, the other side and play the play the maps. But it's the same thing. If Jokic is ruled in, get Jokic in your lineups. That's a, my big thing. Because If Bam is ruled in get Bam into your lineups because yep. they're going to be so, so low owned. Yep. That's, that was my, my angle for today is guys. Cause, uh, cause especially cause you, you probably won't get Jokic news till after loss. Right. And so you're getting the highest ceiling on the slate at insanely suppressed ownership, just because of the people that are going to be risk averse. Um, and again, it's going to vary from contest to contest, but in most contests, especially if it's, you know, a max, gpp mass entry contests like Jokic is going to be very 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 low owned and bam's going to be very very low owned. and Jokic playing today at 10 7 at home off of two days rest at 10 percent ownership great matchup yeah it's just a recipe to take down the gpp so that that was my big thing is is get all aboard Jokic today and i don't know if he's playing i really don't um but you're going to get him at really good ownership. And I got two more really fun plays to yeah. finish off. I got the same light as, as, as the bonus, and I don't think I'd play him in the same lineup, but Miles Turner, man, the guy is 5,400. That is the dude. I've won three tournaments playing in DFS. I've taken down three. Two of them had Miles Turner at sub 3%. Because what happens is Miles Turner, people look at the box score and they say, oh, man, not good, man. 23 minutes, 24 fantasy. Oh, 14 minutes, 16 minutes, 13, 11. Like, he's awful, blah, blah. This guy can go for 60 fantasy points. And when he's not in foul trouble, they will run him out there 33, 35 minutes. So Miles Turner here at 5,400 in one of the best center matchups over the past couple of years with the Brooklyn Nets. They're a little bit better, but I think that's just, you know, a small sample size. 
at the center position. I'm going right back to Miles Turner. I absolutely love Miles Turner at 5,400. I love Miles Turner. I will say the only thing that's concerning me is Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle has kind of been a bitch early on. And I, I know a lot of it has been foul trouble, but it's like Rick Carl needs, needs every reason to play Miles Turner. And unless it all lines up, he just, he just missed. He just hasn't played as many minutes as I want. And I know a lot of it is, again, foul trouble. But regardless, that doesn't mean anything that what you said is untrue. 5400 is a ridiculous price. He'll have low ownership. And like you said, I, I honestly, I, I'd have to go through and look, but would you say there's another player in the 5Ks that has as high of a ceiling as Miles Turner? Probably not. No, there's not anyone in the 6K either. Like, who in the 6K range could outscore Miles Turner? Yeah. Maybe, like, I don't know, Jared Allen. There you go. Yeah, maybe. Mo Bamba, maybe. But they have very similar ceilings, and you're getting them at 5-4 with, again, no ownership. So I love – I actually do – I love that call. It's just – and, I, you know, I talk about the Rick Carlisle thing, but, again, people will see that, and, again, you'll get reduced ownership off of that. He could be – have one good game a week, and if you get him on that game, you won thousands of dollars. So, and that's the thing too. It's not like if you're playing 150 lineups, don't go jam Miles Turner into 70% of your or 70 lineups out of 150. Get Miles Turner in, in 15, 20 of your lineups, and you're just already getting enough leverage. And if he goes off, all of those lineups are, are just flying. Looking good. Yeah. All right. I know you don't want one more guy, right? Fuck it. Sometimes we go off. Let me try to find him. He was even <laughs> lower. You're good. All righty. Oh, here he is. I like going right back to Nick Batum at 4K. Um, there's a couple reasons, but the number one reason is he, he played well last game against a, a Cleveland Cavaliers team that only let up 79 points, and he played 32 minutes getting back into the swing of things. Now you have one of the best paces or one of the best pace matchups and horrible defense with Portland. Batum only went up to 4K. Um, I don't know where the ownership's going to be, but this is a prime matchup. Batum could easily 10x here. Like he could go for 40 fantasy points and 10x 4K. He's yep. just way, way too cheap there at 4K. Had him the other day and he paid off huge and wasn't really that owned either, which was surprising. Um, all right. Last guy for me before we head off, Rashawn Holmes. I'll play him, continue to play him. Uh, he's smashed value almost every game. The one game he didn't, he still had value, but it was because of foul trouble that he didn't smash. 5-8, I know New Orleans, you know, it has been playing slower. You know, they're focusing more on defense. Um, but at 5-8, it's it's just way too low. And, and again, I don't think a ton of ownership will go to him. So I like Rashawn Holmes today. Um, all right. Any, anything else? No, that's it. Love the right. calls. Cool. I hope this helps, guys. Um, again, Brooklyn Nets locked in. We talked about everything else. You're really going to have to just play this slate. Um with your notifications. I'll probably lock uh, Clippers team total, probably lock Cavs, and then obviously from there it's, you know, Nuggets, Hornets, uh, and hopefully you guys can get the best line possible based on which way the news breaks. Thank you, bro, for joining me. Uh, I'd say 90% chance we are back tomorrow, but I'll hit you up. Um, regardless, if you don't already, follow Sarge on Twitter at Sarge underscore NBA. Uh, who for me. And real quick, just before we close this off, just follow Caleb on Twitter on days like this because he's going to throw stuff at you. You know, maybe not today because he's at, you know, the festival and has other stuff going on. But most days 
he's going to throw great plays at you at 3.30, at 3.45, where by the time – at the time we're recording this at 10 in the morning, it doesn't make any sense. But at 3.30, he's going to throw you great plays that are just very, very good value. So just follow him on Twitter and have your notifications on. Kristoff's ruled out right now. That's early. That's an early rule. I got to let Chuck know. All right. Appreciate you guys. And again, like Sarge said, uh, I'd say, you know, there's like 10 to honestly 10 to 15 units per year that are one based off of just getting a notification from fantasy labs and getting that number in before it changes on the book. So it may not seem like a big deal, but that's legit 10 to 15 free units just sitting there that you got to take advantage of. Um, Anyways, peace, guys. Hopefully talk to you tomorrow, and uh, good luck with all your bets today.